Hello, welcome to the show. If you're into hiking and the outdoors and you want to know a bit more about how to do these things with babies and kids, or you just want to hear about someone else's story doing these things, then this episode is for you. Today's guest is Marquetta Daly. In 2022, Marquetta and her family hiked 1,300 miles of the Pacific Crest Trail. The whole trail is about 2,600 miles long, so Marquetta and her family did about half, which is a huge achievement. If you're unfamiliar with through hiking, uh, here's a little bit about it. (laughs) The Pacific Crest Trail is one of three of the United States National Scenic Trails that traverse the length of the country. The Pacific Crest Trail, or PCT, is on the west coast going from Mexico to Canada. The Continental Divide Trail, or CDT, is the longest and goes from New Mexico through Montana. And then there's the Appalachian Trail, or the AT, which is on the East Coast. Now, one thing to note, we did record this interview a few weeks ago when Marquetta and her family were preparing to hike the Continental Divide Trail, which we talk about. But since then, a few things have happened and changed, and now they will be hiking the Appalachian Trail. And if you want to know more about their story, then make sure to follow along their Instagram, and they have a Patreon page where they share a lot, and that will all be linked in the show notes. Marquetta lives in California, though she was born in the Czech Republic. I'm telling you this now because when I asked her that in the interview, the audio cuts out a bit. Doing interviews via the internet is not always ideal, but I'm also so grateful that this technology exists. So please bear with me with these uh, minor technical difficulties. On this episode, you'll hear about Marquetta's mindset when it comes to fear in the outdoors, how she began hiking with her kids, the ways in which she and her husband work together using their individual strengths, and how she finds time for herself on trail. It's a really good one. I was super excited to talk to Marquetta and just kind of been in awe at what their family has achieved with small children. I thought it was really interesting and I hope you enjoy this episode too. Welcome to Biggest Adventure Yet, a podcast for adventurous, creative, and global humans raising the next generation. I'm Mari, your host, a new-ish mother who lives abroad, thrives on travel, creativity, and the outdoors. Chase down a brand new adventure, step up, step out, and enter in. Welcome, Marquetta. I'm so glad to have you here. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you because I followed your PCT adventure last year uh, with your family, and I am just so in awe and inspired by you because I can't even imagine. I mean, I I did the PCT as just a person without children, and I found it very challenging. Yeah, but like, I found it challenging, and it was just, it felt hard to even just look after myself, right? So the idea of doing it with not even just one kid, but three is seems so amazing. And I'm just so excited to hear about, I don't know, I mean, you've shared a lot on Instagram. And if anyone wants kind of like a play by play, I definitely um, encourage you to go check out your Instagram. Um, and you do you write really well, and you write some really nice stories and how you're feeling. And you, you do explain about how you know, kind of the struggles along the way, which I appreciate because sometimes you see stuff online and people make it seem like it's all rosy, but (laughs) obviously it's not. 
when you started, I think you said your kids were 18 months, three and four and a half. Uh, I think so. Um, wow, I don't even remember. It's just a year ago and I have a hard time remembering. But yeah, it's 18, 18 months, three years and like almost, almost five. Before you started, do you think they kind of understood what you were about to do? Our oldest, maybe, Sequoia, um, had some sort of... I showed them a lot of videos and stuff. I would go on YouTube and, like, try to look up people hiking. And um, I remember showing them a video of some guy going through the Sierras and, like, glissading in the snow. And they were, like, so excited about that. And um, But I don't think they understood, like, the gravity of the hike, the length of it, like um the really important stuff probably know like they know what hiking is but um right yeah like my parents dropped us off and there was definitely a couple days of like why did they leave us here like what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) where's grandma and grandpa it was truly sad (laughs) yeah we had to work through some some yeah hard emotions um yeah which I also had I mean I I yeah, I wasn't wondering why they dropped us off, but I was like, why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And how long did it take to kind of get over that feeling? It took exactly seven days because I remember on the seventh day, I felt like this huge relief. The first like six, six and a half days were like just trying to survive, trying to figure out, mm. you know, if, if it was a good choice. Um, and I nothing particular happened on the seventh day it was just like this sense of like I don't know just feeling grounded out there like like it's okay like we're Mm -hmm. you know not hiking as fast as we had hoped we would hike but we're moving and we're able to carry all the food um we like figured out the water situation right so in the desert um lots of like long carries and yeah we were like really nervous about it because we thought um, we thought we would be fine with the water. We were more concerned about the food. And Mm -hmm. then on the first day we, or the second day, I think we almost ran out of water and that was really, that was really scary with the kids and wasn't cool. (laughs) That, that added to like the feeling of like, what are we doing here? And yeah, so we just got extra bottles and figured out how to carry more. And um, yeah, that, that kind of settled on the seventh day where we felt, we felt a lot better. Right. You kind of got into a rhythm and the kids must have gotten a little bit, they kind of understood what was happening (laughs) by then, I imagine. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think so. Um, Yeah. There was still yeah. problems, but we were we were all like, just, just okay with it. Um, it was normal, right? Yeah. That's just a good reminder for anyone, I guess, who wants to do something like this. That at first, it's probably going to be really hard, and you kind of, you know, you wait, need to find your groove and figure out what's working for you and your family. We did our first like overnight um, backpacking trip. I my son's almost two, so it took us two years oh. to get out there and try and do anything like this. And I think because it was just, I don't know, I don't know why. Because obviously, yeah, like my partner and I, we we used to backpack a lot, um, and it was a big part of our lives. And then it just felt so 
challenging like the idea of it felt really daunting and then we were like oh no let's just not try that <laughs> I don't I don't know why yeah yeah I just think it's so amazing and I saw on your Instagram as well that with your first um daughter you started uh backpacking and hiking with her when she was really young and I saw that you even did the John Muir trail when she was like 15 months old <laughs> which is so amazing <laughs> yeah I just remember being pregnant and being like I don't know um not concerned really with like cribs and uh, like baby related things I was like mm -hmm. literally searching the internet for like is are people hiking and backpacking with their babies like yeah. um I was yeah I just I don't know why but that like the idea of giving that up felt really just made me feel really like lots of anxiety I don't know. And I have this, my, like my parents always tell me the story about how my dad sewed us like a sleeping bag when we were babies with my sister and they would like leave us out in the snow <laughs> in the like sleeping bags. And I just have this, like this, this vision of like, okay, babies are like, you can do stuff with babies. Like my, my, my parents were like adventurous and yeah, did all these like crazy things with us. So when I became pregnant, I was like, we need to figure out how to keep living our lives in a meaningful way and not just like settle. You know, I made like a point when we got back from the hospital when she when Sequoia was born to like go outside that first day and like, yeah, just sitting out in the sun and um, yeah, it's such a strange feeling bringing home like a newborn. I don't know. I remember all that so well. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's just so crazy. Suddenly you have this, this human to take care of. And yeah, long story short, we just, yeah, we started camping and then progressed to hiking and, and backpacking eventually. And yeah, that led us to the Jummer Trail, which was really, really hard to do. Um, we had a lot more gear. I think we overpacked for sure. And it was obviously a great learning experience. Oh, and before before the Jammer Trail, we did the Tahoe Rim Trail. Oh, so that's right. like a yeah, little bit shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still a big feat with even a younger baby. <laughs> lots more. There's also lots more places to leave the trail um, like quickly. And okay. there's more like there's more road crossings and stuff. So so we, we did that first. And then... Um, felt like okay if we can do the Taharam trail maybe we can do the Jammer trail and um I have hiked the Jammer trail so many times that I feel really comfortable out there in the mountains and um it's just kind of a perfect trail for us yeah maybe someone hearing that uh, you know doing that with a 15 month old is is crazy but to me it's like yeah those mountains I consider like my home so mm -hmm. that's also something to consider is that I'm I'm really uh comfortable out there yeah uh, so did you grow up um kind of you mentioned your parents put you out in the snow when you're uh young but did you kind of grow up with your family doing a lot of outdoorsy stuff as well yeah yeah nothing like through hiking but for sure yeah um lots yeah. of camping I have lots of memories of camping and hiking and yeah that's just my childhood right yeah and did you grow up in California uh partly um I'm from republic um so i grew okay. up there for the first eight years and then um but the camping and hiking really started here my parents just love the nature i mean it's so different from czech and 
I think when they when we moved mm-hmm. here, they were just so amazed at everything and wanted to see everything that we like spent a really, really big amount of our time traveling and doing these outdoor like going to like national parks and stuff. Oh, that must have been a really cool experience and what a big change for you at that age. Yeah. So your partner, David, did you two, before kids, were you doing a lot of that kind of stuff together? Mm, yeah, kind of. I mean, definitely. We're both we're both outdoorsy and stuff in a, in a kind of a different way. He's more of like a, let's go climb this mountain and there's no trail. Like, he'll go like that. And I'm more of like, mm-hmm. you know, map and, yeah, trail type of hiker. I don't know. He's like... Yeah. <laughs> more um what is it called like off off trail right um adventure yeah he's a lot more like into that kind of stuff but but Mm -hmm. yes like we we did do the genre trail together and we I mean we met um like building trails in the in the mountains together so we're we're really outdoorsy um in general yeah I guess that makes sense why you have the confidence to do it with the kids (laughs) yeah yeah, I, th- I think probably a lot of people are just like amazed because if you don't have all the knowledge of outdoors, just to even do it yourself, then you can't, it's like just hard to imagine bringing other humans into the element, right? But once you ha- have as much experience as you, um, it, yeah, it totally makes sense. And I think that's why everyone just loves following you and learning from you and seeing how to do it at least for myself. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, for, I mean, it's when I think about it, it's like when I see someone, you know, traveling a lot with their kids, like for me, I'm not a big like traveler, like flying in airplanes, going to like places where they speak a different, where people speak a different language that, that freaks me out. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like the same thing. People are out there doing that with the kids. And, you know, to me, that's like, wow, you know, something I'd love to do, but I'm, I'm like, honestly scared to do. I see. Yeah, I guess it's relative to what you know, huh? <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. That is interesting. And so you mentioned that you and David have different kind of uh, outdoor mentalities. How did you work together on the PCT? Yeah, I mean, I think we've pretty much like thrived out there together a lot better, uh, I would say, than like at home on a regular, like a lot of the stresses uh, for us, I think, go away out there Mm -hmm. like I I think it worked out really good um we didn't do too much planning which was great for for David because he you know if it was up to him he wouldn't plan anything um (laughs) he would just just I don't know I don't know what he would do if he if he was like planning (laughs) it all by himself like I don't know if he would plan anything at all he took care of a lot of the like spontaneity of the trip so like if we'd get to a road he'd like go hitchhike and go resupply for us and stuff that um maybe I'm not so good at and I made sure to like figure out the distances between roads and like how many days we were probably going to be hiking and Mm -hmm. um which was all a guess with kids obviously but the longer we were out there, the better, like, you could figure out, like, okay, mm-hmm. we are in hike 10 miles a day and um, kind of make good guesses about, about the distances. It's good that you each had kind of different strengths and you could work together. How long was the, did most days, did you hike? 
Most days, I would say maybe we'd start hiking at 8 or 9, more like 9. That changed a lot. In the beginning, it was way earlier. In the beginning, the kids were getting up at like 5, 5.30. Mm-hmm. That was just awful because it was dark, <laughs> it was cold, <Yeah>. windy. <laughs> like, we don't want to be hiking. But, yeah, the kids um, had this, yeah, like, go to sleep early and then rise early, mm-hmm. which is kind of our routine here at, at the house. Um, on the trail, it ended up being like they were up to like, nine or ten even and then they would sleep in um so we we would typically get out of camp at like nine I want to say and Mm -hmm. hike till eight the latest usually like seven I I would think Mm -hmm. yeah so that there would be enough time for them to like play before bed and make dinner and set up camp and stuff yeah that makes sense and how many miles like on average would you be doing because I, I just imagine being out with my toddler, and I know it's slow going. <laughs> but. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> no, now that we're at home, like we live one mile from the store, and if I try to walk to the store with them, they're like, it's too long. <laughs> so it's like just the repetition of like being out there for five and a half months that it's just yeah. kind of like you, that's what you do, you know? Right. Like you have yeah. all day to hike, and you just somewhere in there in that time you you know you you make the miles but um on average I would say we did like 10 miles if you averaged out um all the days that we had like zero miles um I think our our longest day was 17. Oh that's really good yeah that that was a tough day that was we we had to push the kids a little bit that day we were in a 20 mile stretch without water and couldn't make camp until we got to the water source Mm -hmm. that was a little rough I think like 14 miles was really was really good for them um Mm -hmm. where they were like handle it really well and we would get done hiking early enough that we felt like they were um able to play and it was like fun for them that's so good and I imagine you know those first seven days would have been a lot slower and Probably it took them a little bit to kind of, uh, you know, figure it out and get in the hang of it, which I think is the same for anyone doing a long trail. Right? Definitely. I hear it all the time from from adult hikers. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we were doing in the beginning eight mile days and that I remember like it just seemed unfathomable that we could do any any more than eight like that was hiking from the very morning to like 5 p.m. And eight miles, just like, that's like the maximum. Like, we're not going to be able to get these kids to hike anymore. And somehow we did. Right. Um, somehow they got got through it. Yeah, exactly. And they got their trail legs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it must have been really just cool to see the changes in them and kind of did you see kind of their confidence just build and grow? Yeah. The trail? Oh, I, I love remembering how, how shy they would be in the beginning of the trail when they would see other hikers. And then by the end, you know, if they saw a hiker, they would like often like go running up to them and like give them hugs and high fives and like interact and get them to like race with them. Like it was amazing to see them like get so comfortable and 
that like when we were in towns, they got so good at like identifying who's like a city person. And then, you know, if there was someone with like walking around with a backpack, looking slightly homeless, they would be like, oh, that's a hiker. <laughs> like, <laughs> family. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And then just their general confidence of being on trail. Definitely. I'm not even sure I can describe the difference but you know their ability to like run down the trail better and yeah there was there was a tremendous amount of change how how comfortable they got even just like being able to explore during breaks um in the beginning of the trail they they would stick around with with me and my husband more and then by the end of the trail they would like wander off and um yeah, explore the forest or wherever we were. What a cool experience for them. And did they, how is the sleep for them? Because I know I always feel like sleep is like my biggest challenge with my son, just because uh, it's like if he doesn't sleep well, then I don't sleep well. And then we're just so tired and that affects everyone. But yeah, I'm wondering if they, were they just so tired by the end of the day that they would just sleep really well through the night or? I think so. Yeah, I, the worst sleeper was our youngest, Sunda, who wasn't really hiking. So, mm-hmm. but he slept. He slept pretty good. I mean, the only issues we had at night that come to my mind were uh, in the beginning when we had Sequoia and Joshua in their own little sleeping bags, and then mm-hmm. me, my husband, and our youngest Sunda were all under like the enlightened equipment, like um, double quilt. Oh, nice and. Maya and Joshua were so sad about it. Like they would cry in the night that they want to cuddle with us and that they want to get under the big blanket with us. Oh. And um, so finally we made the switch at, I don't know, mile 300 or something, 400, I think, um, to where we had like two, two huge quilts. Mm-hmm. And that was just perfect. That, that made everyone happy. And and I think warmer too. Like we all slept a lot warmer. Yeah. Um, cuddling together. Yeah. Good. That seems really cozy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What size tent did you have? It was a Z Pax tent. Was that right? Or... <laughs> yeah. We started out with a two person tent, <laughs> yeah. and that was obviously too small. I mean, yeah. all the then we switched to a three person tent, and that was also too small. But um, we just didn't sleep fully in it we slept like the direction that you're supposed to sleep in. We slept in the opposite direction. Right. So like my husband's feet were sticking out of the tent. And I mean, we only had two actual nights of rain. I think just two. Yeah. So, so this wasn't a big deal for this, for this upcoming um, continental divide trail hike. We had, we're going to have two tents. Uh, right. We're suspecting that we're going to get, we're actually going to get rain on this hike. So yeah, we need to be more prepared. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So that's really lucky that you only had two nights of rain. That's so good. Yeah. The Pacific Crest Trail just seems to be really good with the weather. Cause I, I hiked it in 2012 and I don't know if I've just been lucky with the years that I've um, done these hikes, but yeah, always had really good weather. That's good. I think maybe you've been lucky. <laughs> I don't know. The year I did it, there was a lot of rain. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But oh, that's really good. So did you do the whole hike in 2012? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess that definitely helps with the, you kind of knew a little bit of what to expect. So you've mentioned the Continental Divide Trail, and I'm interested you're by the time this podcast is out, I think you all have started 
Um, and I'm so excited to follow in your journey and seeing how that goes. And your kids are a year older now, obviously. And you're not going to carry the youngest one. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have a carrier for him, mm-hmm. like a, the Trail Magic carrier. Right. Yeah, I tried that on the on the Pacific Crest Trail towards the end I tried to make the switch to have like a regular backpack and this carrier and it didn't work out and I think the reason is that I had a like ultralight mm-hmm. backpack with no mm-hmm. frame and I think for this front carrier you really need to have like a proper like old school backpack with a full right. frame so I have like an Osprey and I'm pretty sure that's going to be that's going to make the yeah. difference because it was just killing I couldn't yeah, do it that makes sense so I'm hoping I'm not going to be carrying him but I I do have this carrier for like to carry him for his naps probably mm-hmm. and if he needs it I don't know how it's gonna go I'm really that's that is what I'm nervous about as our youngest he really likes to be carried. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I guess it's the same you'll just have to figure it out those those first um that first week kind of see how it goes and then I'm sure even like I know when I was on the Pacific Crest Trail, I changed up my gear throughout the way. So I, it's kind of just how it goes, right? You change up stuff as you need. And it sounds like you go into it with the right kind of mindset, <laughs> it seems like at least. Yeah. So. And so how are you going to divide between the two tents now, since it seemed like all the kids liked sleeping together? Do you think that's going to be an issue or? We're not going to set up both tents every night. It's just for mm. when it rains and... Mm. Probably what we're going to end up doing is that my husband's going to sleep with Sequoia and Joshua and I'll sleep with um, our youngest, Thunder. Okay, nice. Because we have a three-person tent and a two-person tent. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so much space. It's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really, I'll be like, feel like luxury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really interested how you mentioned in the beginning you had been worried about not having enough food but I am curious I mean I felt like I was always worried myself not having enough food just for myself but how did you manage to like carry and uh, prepare you know like when you're doing your resupplies just making sure you had enough yeah uh, my husband literally took care of all things food related so he would he was the one who was resupplying He was the one who was buying food. He was the one figuring out how to carry it, repackage it, you know, take it out of like the bulky packaging and stuff. He took care of everything and he he did such a good job. So I'm I'm stoked that he wants to do that again. Um, Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm generally not great with cooking and stuff like that. So I yeah, I love that he wants to do that. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't so bad uh, because David and I we didn't eat too much on trail because the food is just so unappealing to us. And then we would eat a whole bunch in town. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then the kids got everything, you know, and we would eat their like leftovers. So basically we were like resupplying. It almost feels like we were resupplying for just them. And then whatever they didn't like or whatever they didn't finish eating, we would just eat with my husband. (laughs) That's easier, I guess, just to focus on them. Was there anything that they really liked that like you might like a good tip for food? (laughs) 
Well, I think it's just crazy that they ate literally every single morning oatmeal, oatmeal with honey. Oh, nice. That, like that's it's the only thing they would eat. And it's easy. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it also seemed like the more expensive and fancy food that we bought, the less interested they were in it. Mm-hmm. So we started um, buying more of like the the like cheap, like, also like simplicity, like just plain noodles, mm-hmm. a lot of like the mountain house and stuff like that, like the dehydrated meals with all the like crazy spices and stuff. Um, they didn't seem to like too many yeah. of those. I don't know. We had problems with them. It was always at least one of the kids was not happy with it. Um, so that was kind of a yeah. pain because they're so expensive yeah. and you want them to <laughs> yeah. like it. And then yeah, it's easier to just get like top ramen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that must be tough. Yeah. And did they eat a lot of snacks or did they kind of just eat when you had meals? Yeah, oh yeah. They they especially our oldest Sequoia, she would like oh, she snacks. Yeah, she would like walk with a whole like bag of pretzels continuously. <laughs> she yeah, I don't know if she like needs it or if it's like soothing to like continuously yeah. eat, but yeah, she loves the snack. Whereas like our other two, maybe not so much. But yeah, definitely lots of snacks. I don't know. This year we're really trying to be more mindful about choosing a little bit of like healthier food Um, (laughs) can't say we did a good job on that like it was a lot of junk food a lot of like sweets we had like a lot of the like colored water Uh, like sweet like powders that you'd put in water we we don't want to do that anymore we're gonna try to just do water and and choose I don't even know how we're going to do that, but yeah, because some resupplies are like gas stations and stuff, but yeah, we'll, we'll try to do something more reasonable. That makes sense. I feel like, um, I'm the same. Like when I, when I did the PCT, I ate just so much junk food and sweets and weight, like I usually eat really healthy and by the end I just felt so, my body just felt like it was like breaking down because of (laughs) the food that I had been eating like my legs and stuff were great but then like yeah. my insides were like no nah. <laughs> so I can understand like yeah it's like fun for a little bit and then for a long term though it's like it's it's all time huh? yeah definitely yeah. you know it's it's intense the diet is not great um yeah it's so hard especially with the style that we're doing where you know it's like we're not sending ourselves mm-hmm. anything uh we're not you know so we're not like I don't know, dehydrating right. our own meals. Yeah. Like some people do like some people do like crazy amounts of yeah. preparation. We're doing none because we just we yeah, we can't be sure of how much we're actually in a hike. So it's it's all just taking it one day at a time, which means that if we end up at a gas station, that's that's kind of what we have yeah. to work with. Yeah. yeah, you gotta just do it the best you can with the situation. I mean, I can only imagine, but I don't think I could plan how far I would go. I couldn't do that for myself either. I just resupplied along the way. But I was always really happy when I found in um, hiker boxes other people's dehydrated foods that they <laughs> discarded. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, dehydrated beans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I asked on Instagram if anyone had questions for you, so I might get to some of those. Oh, let's see. Oh, Mariah Zara asks, how to deal with fear slash risk of fall slash bone break, snake bite, choking, etc. with kids in the wilderness. Mm, how to deal with it. Like, mm. With the fear, I guess, of, yeah, what could happen. 
or did you was that even a worry for you I mean it is um you know I do I do get worried about that stuff and I mean our son just broke his ankle um a month ago mm-hmm. so now it's like an, a little bit more uh more so because we've never really had any kind of uh, serious injuries with the kids yet mm-hmm. um and I've never broken anything David has David's had many broken bones but um yeah that's kind of like a new thing for me right. to be dealing with these types of like injuries I don't necessarily let myself think about them though because I just I don't know I wouldn't be able to like it just seems like an unreasonable fear like and I know it is we got lots of questions about rattlesnakes and Mm -hmm. you know we we live in an area where there are rattlesnakes Mm -hmm. and you know I wouldn't be able to go hike if that was a worry of mine because that's always a possibility where we live that you know they're gonna get bitten by a rattlesnake so that it just doesn't make sense to me to like occupy my head with that um so it's literally just forcing myself to not not go in there and and into those like thoughts yeah that tells a lot about your mental strength I think because I could see for a parent a lot of parents it would be like it's just hard not to worry but you're right it's like anything could happen at any time like for example I think car accidents are probably one of the most important or most common accidents right and nobody thinks about it all the time you know you just couldn't think about it every time you drive so yeah no and that's that's yeah that brings up and the like most important thing is that you know the more you do something the more comfortable you're going to be at it you know and we're just our family is so used to going out with the kids and hiking and camping and sleeping outside that you know these these things that might seem like a really big deal just just really aren't like yeah mountain Mm -hmm. lions and bears and like those things really just honestly don't don't scare me too much um I'm aware of them you know we talk about we talked a lot about rattlesnakes with the kids Mm -hmm. um it's not like ignoring it right just like when you put your kids in you know in the car you know you talk to them about seat belts mm-hmm. and that type of like the safety right. of the car right um you don't ignore it but you know you 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 end up driving and taking that risk yeah no it's definitely a good good way to think about it the more comfortable you are uh doing the thing the better right and then you can pass down your knowledge to your kids so that's something good to remember it's just the more knowledgeable you are about it is um how your kids are going to learn right Right. okay next question is let's see actually some of these I feel like we've kind of talked about already um Charlotte asks how your non-through hiking life prepares you for through hiking well, I feel like it doesn't really. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We don't really do anything crazy to like prepare, especially with the kids. There's nothing except for like, you know, waking up and being like, all right, kids, we're going to hike this whole day, you know, and then tomorrow we're going to wake up and hike again. Like that just seems ridiculous to do at home. Yeah. You know, you're not going to, no one's going to do that. Uh, especially after last year, I just feel like, you know, all this stuff, you're just going to learn on the trail, right? Like, you're going to get your trail legs, you're going to get your mind, you know, in it, eventually, like, all these things are just going to line up while you're out there. And um, there's not too much except for gear, like, I'm obviously, you know, buying stuff and 
testing out some of the stuff that I'm buying um, that is like new to us. Mm -hmm. But uh, in general, I think we, you know, we're just going to go out there and um, figure out like if everything is good that we got. And yeah. (laughs) As far as the mentality goes, like with your kids and stuff, do you feel like this time around they are kind of knowing what to expect? I think they're they're surprisingly positive. Like it's it kind of blows my mind. I I thought there would be a lot more uh, pushback on it. Um, there, I mean, which there has. There, I mean, they have said like, oh, it's going to be too long of a hike. Like that's going to be too much. We don't want to do that, you know. And then we like talk about it, and maybe I show them some of the pictures and videos, and like remind them of like some of the good stuff, and um, show them some of the videos of them crying, yeah. and we talk about you know. How- through it mm. and you know and then ended up having this amazing experience even though you know some parts really sucked well I think they're maybe even fully aware of like what we're about to do mm-hmm. this time around not the youngest yeah Stunda probably doesn't doesn't fully grasp I feel like but Sequoia and Joshua definitely definitely seem aware of 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 it all and they I mean they are excited most of the time when I ask them, like, are you guys ready to hike and stuff? And they're like, yeah. And when people ask them if they're excited, they they say yes. Oh, that's really good. good. When you're saying like they were kind of like, oh, it's going to be too long and stuff. Is it just because they kind of like their routines and what they are doing or like they just can't imagine? what? Is, yeah. Was it do you think it was more like they just couldn't remember and they couldn't um, imagine what it'd be like? I don't I don't know. Yeah, I think there was some stretches on the PCT where it was just like really long without like a resupply without Mm -hmm. a break and you know they would those were the times when they would like cry about you know this is like too long and I feel like they're kind of remembering those moments not like some of the stretches right like maybe not like the whole hike I feel like they're referencing like stretches where yeah you know between like ice creams and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. the hardest parts right are always going to be a struggle Mm -hmm. there are a few questions about kind of how you keep your kids or like how do you keep them going when it's yeah maybe they don't feel like walking anymore were there any like tricks I guess because I feel like it's for me even just on a short hike I find it hard to keep my son motivated and I don't know if maybe it's just because we haven't done it enough and you know if we did it every day maybe he would get used to it or yeah what do you think it's definitely partly they get used to it but um definitely we got really good with my husband at like knowing first of all when we could tell really well I think the moment when it was like okay they need a break Mm -hmm. in the beginning maybe we were like not so sure um and couldn't really read the signs very well but yeah I got really easy to like feel their they're almost like their energy like okay they're like they need a break like now like we need to look for a spot to to rest um because they're having like yeah just they need to like sit and eat for a sec also got really good at telling when you know they sometimes they would be like we want to take a break and we would know like yeah they don't they're just they're just like bored mm-hmm. and they need right. like some sort of other stimulating thing happening so we would you know play games with them or you know we would try to like tell them a story 
we did a lot of storytelling in the beginning and then more like gains um, towards the end of the hike uh, where we would like pretend to be monsters with my husband and like chase them down the trail and we would like literally run with them. It was so ridiculous, <laughs> but yeah, it's just really fun, you know, trying to make it fun for them, you know, trying to think like them, like, okay, so I'm a kid and all I'm doing is just walking. Like, how can I make this fun? So like coming up with like, okay, how can we play hide and seek on trail? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, so Sequoia would run ahead and we would like tell her like, can you find a good hiding spot, you know, up ahead on the trail? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so she would like run down the trail you know, hide and then, and then jump out when we were like getting close to her and then do it again, you know, and this could go on like a whole mile. And, you know, that's after she was saying that she needed a break. So it's like just learning to read, you know, your, your kids like emotions kind of like, okay, this isn't really like, they're not really tired. They're just, they just need something different to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's pretty, that's really good to just be able to be in tune with your kids that much and know what they need. That's just a really good skill to have. I mean, that would carry over through their, your non, um, through hiking life, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious too, like on a hike like this, you're, you're thinking so much about your kids and your family probably as a whole and getting through. How did you take care of yourself and make, you know, make sure to be strong enough to kind of be that person for your family no this is gonna sound bad but I think I'm like pretty bad at taking care of myself (laughs) like and especially out there yeah I'm I'm like awful at that like asking for help like being vulnerable like that definitely by the end of the hike I was I was doing that more where I would where I would tell uh, my husband like okay I'm gonna hike ahead because Stunda was like asleep in the backpack and like Mm -hmm. just so I could hike in silence for Mm -hmm. like an hour and then hike with her other two and that that was kind of like the extent of what I did for myself which was enough I mean that that really um, I think I get like overstimulated with too much noise Mm -hmm. I like silence when I'm hiking and um yeah so there wasn't that that much of that so towards the end I was definitely asking for help more but I'm not I'm not so great at it uh yeah I feel like you know everybody like David my husband would would like want to be left alone more on breaks so sometimes he would be like I'm gonna go you know hang out somewhere off by myself Mm -hmm. and so that's he did for himself and on breaks, when I'm like sitting down, I, I didn't feel so such a need to like wander off and be by myself. And I also I woke up in the night to to write all the Instagram okay. posts. And right. that was like a lot of therapy happened there. Like yeah. recalling day and silence and being able to like process everything. Yeah, so maybe that's that's what I did, I guess. Yeah. I know I don't want to take too much of your time because time after the kids go to bed is very precious. <laughs> and, um, but I do have three questions that I ask every guest. So I'll just ask those. The first one is kind of related actually to what we just talked about, but this could be in your, you know, your life lately. <laughs> uh, what is one thing that you've done for yourself lately? And that's kind of what we've been talking about, but it's just, I feel like it's so important that parents we have to like try and take care of ourselves right so we can be the best parents 
I've started running in the mornings. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, that's like the, oh my gosh, I love running. I miss it so much. And um, when my husband isn't going to work early in the morning, I'll go like for an hour by myself to run. And it's like the best, the best feeling ever. It sets, sets the mood for the day for me. Like everything seems better when I run in the morning. That's so great. I agree. I love running so much for like, for me, like the mental aspect, it just like always clears my mind and I'm trying to get back into that as well. But that's so great that you're, you've been able to do that. I'm sure that's a really good training too for your body. Huh? It took me five years. Uh, to get back to running. <laughs> yeah. To say like, Hey, I need to run. I need to go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you found it again. Yeah. And then the next question is, what is a book or a podcast or a movie that's kind of had an impact on you that and it could be of all time or something recently? Yeah, I'm reading a book currently that I really like, and I'm, I am not going to be able to recall the title, okay. something about parenting. Um, but, well, to, I mean, a relevant book to this would be um, the 2000 Miles Together book by Ben Crawford. Yeah, I've talked about it on um, on our Instagram a couple times. And it's just a book about this family that that hiked the Appalachian Trail. And I just think it's it's so great. Um, it's it just feels so, so well written, so honest. And um, I read it right before we set out on the PCT. And I think it I think it helped me multiple times get through like really really difficult moments on the trail yeah so that's a really good book for me uh and in my mind because it it just I think there was actually a couple times that we would have gone home had I not read the book um I don't I'm not so sure I would have found the like I don't know, like the courage to go on, the strength I needed, like there was literally stuff I was recalling while on the trail from the book that made me like kind of feel grounded and be like, okay, it's okay. This, you know, this is okay and it's going to pass and yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's, I feel like I need to read that. That's sounds like it has some, some good wisdom in it. Yeah. It's such a good book. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I'm definitely going to add that to my reading list. Yeah. Um, and then the last question is, uh, what is a song that lifts you up and like puts you in a good mood? And I'm making a playlist of all of these so we can all have music kind of to <laughs> lift us up in those times we, we need it. So, well, can it be Czech? Because yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to like only Czech songs um, to get like Czech the Czech language, like into my like, uh, kids' brains. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Is there anywhere I could type it? <laughs> um. Yeah. There's a message. Um. Yeah. There's like a little chat function. Does that work? Yeah. Tap tap by. You'll have to pronounce that. No, no. Tap tap is the is like the people the the band. Um. And then Moya Volba song name okay nice yeah you should be able to find this yeah okay nice I'm excited to listen to that <laughs> it'll all be in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out is there anything else that you felt like you wanted to share that you didn't share I mean maybe just uh 
yeah, for anyone, you know, who's listening because they're maybe like interested in doing this type of stuff, you know, just, just, uh, you know, going out and actually doing it. Yeah. And, and not, you know, letting fear overtake and yeah, you can, you can really do a lot, a lot of stuff that you set your mind to and maybe not everyone is going to go like through hike, but you know, definitely like day hikes and camping, all those are such great, like building blocks to, to through hiking. That's really good. Oh, really good uh, reminder to end with and just kind of, yeah, work through that fear and mm-hmm. exactly like what you, I think you've, you touched on it a few times of just getting that knowledge, right. And kind of working your way up and that's how you can feel safer out there. And yeah more experience to do those things with the kids. Well, that's a really good, good message to end on. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I could honestly talk to you for hours because I have so many more questions. <laughs> um, but uh, you do share so much online. So I feel like there's a lot I can find. I'll follow you on your Continental Divide Trail and see how it goes. Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, for anyone else who is interested in following along um, Marquetta and the rest of her family you are on Instagram at daily walk it's d-a-l-e-y w-a-l-k <laughs> and then you also have a patreon where you will be sharing more stuff and you kind of share more in-depth gear and just more more stuff and longer form stuff uh, which is really cool. So if anyone feels like checking that out, I will also link it in the show notes. Thanks again. Yeah. I... Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it or you're liking this podcast in general, I would love it if you could leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this. That would be much appreciated. It just, you know, helps get the word out. All of the music is by Musicbed. Musicbed is a really great music service for podcasts or YouTube videos or anything else that you might need music for. It really has some of the best music and you can check it out for yourself using my link in the show notes and you can get one month free when you sign up for an annual subscription with the code that you'll also find in the show notes. All other links and everything else that we talked about in this episode will also be in the show notes. And that's it. Happy hiking, happy traveling, happy hanging out with your kiddos. (laughs) All right, till next time. Bye-bye.